Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. I'm going to be singing 290, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Oh, soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look at the Savior. And life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace, his world shall not fail you, he promised. Believe him, and all will be well. Then go to a world that is dying. His salvation to tell. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the as we turn our eyes upon you now and we're looking to your wonderful face Lord we're asking now Lord that you will lift the veil that has been covering our eyes lift it oh Lord so we can see your beauty and your splendor let we see how merciful you are Lord let we see how gracious and long suffering you are Lord let us see you Father high and lifted up tonight 
because we want to be drawn closer to you. We want those who are around us to also be drawn closer to you. So as we lift our eyes now and look to you from whence cometh our help, we ask now that you will prepare our hearts, that you will prepare our soul to receive a word tonight, Lord. As the farmer prepared the fields, Lord, are ready for the crop to be planted. I'm asking you to do the same, Father, that your word will be that seed ready to be planted within our lives, that we may be living practical lives, Lord, as we look forward to you. Please, oh Lord, hear our cry tonight and touch, Father God, the speaker. Anoint the speaker, Lord, from the crown of his head to the very sole of his feet. And everything that will be continuing on on this line, Lord, I dedicate it into your service. Holy Spirit, continue to take full charge. We give you the worship, Lord. We thank you for all you have done and what you continue to do in us, through us, and for us. In the precious name of our Savior and our loving uh, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray and we ask these things with thanksgiving. To you be the glory, Lord. Amen and amen. Indeed, uh, Brother Patrick, we want to welcome you to another uh, Bun to Christ ministry. Remember to press star star to unmute your phone. Happy Sabbath to you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Sabbath, Brother Andrew. Thank you so much. Happy Sabbath to all those who are listening. We are so grateful and happy that you have been praying for us. You know, our, the week was a very trying week. You know, a limited amount of sleep and rest, but God is still good. And he has kept us so we can connect from different parts around the world. We are so grateful and I'm so thankful to the Lord. High and lifted up. And I just want to let you know again. There's a lot of people that is texting me and asking if I could call them. Brethren, it's overwhelming. I cannot get back to so many people. The ministry is growing. We're getting more emails. You know, occasionally the Lord will ask me to call back certain people. But it's very, 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 very hard. So please, if you don't hear from me, even if I promise you, you got to just pray for me because... I can only do so much, and the Lord is getting a lot of people ready. As a matter of fact, I was praying um, with a woman of God from um, um, Haiti. She lives in the U.S., and I know certain people are going to work with the ministry, and I know, you know, I know we're probably going to have an office in Haiti. I know God is setting up something. We have some, I have some powerful people from Haiti. I'm telling you, when I go back and look in the last, say, five years, the people from Haiti, um, God has some powerful people, and the devil is trying to destroy Haiti and Haitians. And I think we got to team up together. Um, I think tomorrow we're supposed to have a prayer, the line and the Zoom where we're going to be linking with some Haitian people and we're going to be talking about what's going on and how can we team up in prayer, you know, to erase 
some of what our ancestors have done and what's going on in Haiti. So it's going to be a blessing tomorrow. That's going to be part of the session, and we are so grateful, you know, because when I look, um, we prayed for a lot of cases. Some cases, the deliverance comes immediately. Some, it may come in one day. Some, we pray for one, two, three days, and we're not getting the breakthrough. Um, I, I kept saying this. If they have legal rights, it's harder to get rid of them. What is legal rights? When we open doors and you know certain things are sinful, especially things that the devil loves is when you burn incense, when you are uh, gone to witchcraft people, when you um, commit murder, when you um, have abortion, when you, there are certain things that the devil um, uses as open door to get people in depression. So, you know, those are some of the things. When we attempt suicide, I, I will try to take our own lives. These are some of the things that the devil uh, loves, and he uses this to bring depression upon people where you can hear thoughts and it becomes this open door. And if you need to be delivered, you've got to search for what the doors are. What do I need to get rid of? What am I doing? So that's how it is. Once you go to these people, and if you have some of these rituals in your home, it's open door and you cannot be delivered. Um, some people think that when you pray for some people, you can be delivered right away. If you have incense somebody gave you to protect you or wearing some chain or jewelry or ring and they tell you this can protect you and you have it, in your presence and you're sick and you're coming under attack, we could pray until next year. The demon will not leave. They have legal rights. So please, brethren, God wants us to keep our homes clean, our lives clean. And if our lives are clean, the devil do not have access. And if he don't have access, we will be delivered. If you're going through something, depression, pain, you need healing, physical healing, spiritual healing, you will get the breakthrough because you are, the doors are closed. So I think that's the most important thing, brethren, that we have to make sure that, that the doors are not open. Please. And remember, we're, we're praying um, for those who are sick, those who have headaches, those who are going through things, who need healing. And as we pray for you, if you give up certain things, trust me, you're going to see the breakthrough. I'm going to pray, and I want to let you know we have a man of God who's going to bring the word today. I was going to take a few questions, but the time don't permit because it's a little bit late. So I'm going to do a prayer and I'm going to ask the man of God, Pastor Saw, is going to give the word tonight. Um, let me tell you this. Remember, I said, if you're praying for healing, if you're sick, 
what we need to do is pray for forgiveness first. We've got to examine our lives. If you're going through something, you're feeling a headache, you're feeling a stomach ache, we need to just examine and say, Lord, is there anything I need to confess? And once you confess it and you ask the Lord to move the headache, whether it's spiritual, no matter what causes it, it will be gone. I'm telling you this. We've we done it all the time, and it happens. I'm going to pray right now a prayer before the man of God share the word. And I'm praying that anyone who is feeling sick, I'm not going to go into no long prayer. Anybody feeling sick? Anybody have a headache? Anybody have anything moving in their body, in their stomach, in their back? I'm going to ask the Lord to break the power right now. The thing is, once you believe, God is able to do it. So when you're going to give your prayer request, don't share a testimony. Just say, say I was delivered. The Lord removed the headache. As long as we believe and we confess our sins, the devil cannot hold us hostage. We will be free. And when you experience this encounter with God, you cannot be the same again. You're going to come higher with the Lord because the power of God is with us, all of us, on the Sabbath night, tonight, God's people joining together. Mercy, Lord. Let's pray. Let's pray right now. Let's pray. Father in heaven, great God, we come under your anointing power. We come, Lord Jesus Christ, because we love you and you love us. Lord, we come now and we just want to lift your name on high, the name that is above all names, the names that is above principalities. We just want to praise you, Lord, and exalt you. And Lord, I'm going to ask you, Lord, that you will take away every sin from all of us that is on the prayer line. Every one of us, Lord, every soul that is listening, that you will touch us with a life pulled from heaven and you will wash us and you will cleanse us. And in faith, we believe that everything has been taken away because we believe in your authority and your power and we rejoice in you and glory your name. And now, Lord God of glory, I put before you those who are sick. They are listening. You know every name. You know everyone that is on the line, that is feeling a headache right now, a, a chronic headache they're feeling right now. They're feeling things moving in their stomach, in their spine. You have the power in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Therefore, I rebuke, I renounce every work of darkness, and I rebuke the headache from your people now, and I cast it down in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I believe it is done. All those who are struggling with headaches, it's gone. Because the Lord has touched them. It's not me, but it's your Lord. And I praise you and exalt you. And now, Lord, I pray for anyone who has sickness, cancer of the bone. Anyone have diabetes and 
any type of maladies that they're struggling with now. I pray against that in Jesus' name. Cancer, I curse you and I command you to leave. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Anyone that is feeling pain from cancer, cancel it with the blood of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Lord, that you have removed the cancer from your people. And I pray and claim restoration. And finally, Lord, I want to pray for anyone that is feeling things moving in their stomach, in their mind, in their back, or anyone who knows somebody and standing in the gap. Lord, I come in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the great Yahweh God, El Elyon. God, we call on you this moment through the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I command every spirit of darkness that is moving in your people's body. I renounce and I cast and bind and ask you to remove it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I believe that it is gone because it's your Sabbath and we believe your people that keep your commandments believe. Father, you just impressed me. All the mothers who are in the gap for their daughters and their sons that is going through mental sickness that the enemy has placed upon them. Mental sickness. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for their mind, that the mind of Jesus Christ will be in them and they will be restored through the blood of Jesus Christ. And I thank you now for restoration. And Father God, as the man of God is about to present the word, I pray, O oh God, that you will touch Pastor Saul. You will hide him, O oh God, in the cleft of the rock. Hide his brother. Hide his mother, his father. Cover their home, O oh God of glory. Let the blood of Jesus Christ cover them. And may you anoint him with power that as he bring forth the words, O oh God, the words of his mouth, O oh God, will come forth and it will touch every heart and it will bring healing and restoration to the soul. Thank you now, Lord, for your blessing. And may your name be glorified. We just want to praise you and exalt you and thank you. This is my humble prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Pastor Saul, welcome as you go forth with the word in Jesus' name. Press star star to unmute your phone as you will go forth, Pastor Saul. Pastor Saul, we're not hearing you. Press star star to unmute your phone. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Okay, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise, praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Elder Patrick, for that powerful prayer. And greetings to all of my fellow brothers and sisters in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be exceeding glad. Uh, we want to thank God that he carried us safely through another week. And he has brought us on our way, and we can praise him as we've heard the powerful testimonies that were being shared uh, this evening. 
and the prayers and the songs of praise. And I heard Pastor Williams earlier singing one of my favorite songs, My Dallas Home. I tell you, what a, what a wonderful Savior is Jesus our Lord. I want to speak to you this evening on a brief devotional thought entitled The Oil Crisis. The Oil Crisis. I want to talk to you about the oil crisis this evening. So just pray with me this evening just one more time. Loving, lovely Jesus, in your almighty and matchless name, we come into your presence not because we are worthy, but because you alone are worthy. May the entrance of your word, words give light. May it give understanding unto the simple, O Lord. May we receive your words with gladness and joy. May it satisfy our hunger, Lord, and quench our thirst. Come now and feed us till we want no more, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. The oil crisis. I don't know if many of you may remember, and I'm sure some of you were around then. Some may not have been. Some were probably young. But there was an oil crisis uh, in a recent past, in 1973. There was a major oil crisis that began, began in the fall of 1973, about October, when the members of the uh, OPEC, uh, the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries, um, during the Arab-Israeli War, they imposed an embargo against the United States in retaliation for the U.S. decision to resupply the Israeli military with uh, oil and support to gain leverage in the post-war peace negotiations. And what had happened is that it had lasted for just about a year, and it was so bad that 12 countries that make up the organization called OPEC stopped selling oil to the United States. The embargo sent gas prices through the roof. And between 1974, 1973 and 1974, prices more than quadrupled. And as a result of the embargo, it contributed to what is known as stagflation. Stagflation is the combination of inflation with a stagnant demand for supply. And it results in a high unemployment. In fact, if you, uh, if you look at some of the pictures of 1973, you'd see uh, signs that said, no more gas and gas shortage. And, and cars were lined up for hours, and there was many stations where no more gas, couldn't find gas, gas for vehicles, gas for machines. There was no oil to produce the gas. And so there was a major oil crisis that affected uh, the United States and, of course, other parts of the world, but particularly the U.S. And I was thinking about that the other day, and I was led to share with you from the book of of, of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25. And uh, I want to share with you what the Bible says, that, that that was one particular oil crisis, but the Bible predicts that there is going to be another oil crisis coming. Another oil crisis coming. And I want to read for you Matthew, chapter 25. Of course, you know this wonderful parable. It's been preached, and you've probably read it many, many a times. 
But let's take a look at it briefly just one more time. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Now it's very interesting. The Bible makes a very clear distinction that out of the ten, five were wise and five were foolish. And so there is an interesting distinction here that that uh, they all started out together. All ten of them were all together at some point. And uh, the Bible says that in verse 3, those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Then verse 5 says, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Brothers and sisters, listening friends, we are living in that uh, time of delay right now. The Bible says that the bridegroom was delayed. Uh, brothers and sisters, the bridegroom is delayed. Jesus, the bridegroom is delayed. His coming is delayed, but it does not mean he is not coming. He's still coming, but there's a delay. But it's interesting to note that five were wise and five were foolish. And what was the uh, distinguishing feature and identifying mark? between the wise and the foolish? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Here's the, here's the answer. Is that the wise took extra oil in their vessel or flask, but the foolish did not take extra oil. I remember visiting um, the Israel some time ago, and they were giving us a tour, and they showed us what a lamp of that period of time would look like. It wasn't like, uh, uh, you know, a little kerosene lamp. I mean, you could picture it that way, but it was one of those big, like, torches, and they would dip the top part of the torch that had, like, a cloth into oil, and it would be saturated and soaked with oil, and then when lit on fire, it would burn brightly, and perhaps you could you visualize it or imagine those torches that are used uh, in the Olympic Games. And, and uh, so this, these torches were bright and they were long and, and they, they, could, they could actually uh, burn for quite some time. But because there was a delay, uh, there was the necessity for extra oil. There was a necessity for extra oil. I gotta read, I gotta share with you a short story. Uh, that perhaps will illustrate this a little bit more. One day a traveler to Switzerland discovered a beautiful but secluded estate at the Garden Gate. He was met by an aged caretaker who cordially asked him to come in. The guardian seemed glad to see another person and eagerly showed him around the garden. How long have you been here? The tourist asked. Well, a very long time, he replied. And how often has your master returned? Just four times. When was he here last? Well, many years ago. I'm, all, I'm almost always gone. It's very seldom that even a stranger visits me. Yet you have the garden in such perfect order, said the traveler. And everything is flourishing as if you were expecting your master tomorrow. No, sir exclaimed the caretaker. I have it prepared as if it were he was coming today. I want to share something with you, brothers and sisters. We've got to ensure 
that we are prepared, not for tomorrow, but prepared for today. Stay with me now as we go a little bit deeper into the word, into the text. It's very interesting as we find that the critical crisis of our time is that there is a delay. And what happens in a delay? Some people get discouraged in a delay. Some people get depressed in a delay. Some people drift away because of the delay. Some people return back to their old ways because there is a delay. But just because there is a delay, it does not cancel or it does not diminish or does not mean that Jesus is not coming. It simply means that we have to keep our lamps trimmed and burning. So here is here is the verse that we continue on in verse uh, verse 6 of chapter 25, it says, And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Now understand, the announcement was made that the bridegroom is coming. He had not arrived yet because there was a delay. But it was announced that he was coming. And at that point, because of the delay, the five foolish virgins, their oil ran out. Verse 7 says, Then, all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Now, the word trim simply means to prune. That means when the torch and the cloth part of it or the wick part of it is burning low, they have to trim it so in order to bring it up to the point where it is visible again so that you can soak it in the oil so that it can uh, continue to burn, but not just burn, but burn on them. Now, when there's a delay, somehow the the wick begins to burn low, and the the light intensity begins to decrease. So it's very interesting that they have to trim their lamps. So they have to go out, trim the wick, and then now dip it or soak it again in a fresh supply. Now, i got to talk to somebody here because it's amazing that in, in the parable, the wise virgins had oil in their vessels because they carried an extra supply. In these last days before Jesus comes, we need an extra supply of that oil. What does that oil represent? Well, we find in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, that there is a representation of that oil, meaning or symbolizing the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. We need an extra supply, an extra reserve of the Holy Spirit. We can get by on little. We can expect the little to take us through the delay. Because what happens when there's a delay, we begin to... Uh, our, our lights begin to become more dim, and it, eventually it will fade out and be extinguished. We can't just get by on little praying and little study of God's Word and, and little witnessing and, and little sharing. We, we need more. We need that extra supply in these last days. So it's interesting to find out that the, the Bible says that, that the wise had the extra and the, uh, and the foolish didn't, and the wise told the foolish that you've got to, well, the foolish was so uh, bold enough to ask the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered in, of course, verse 9, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go into the town of those who sell and buy for yourselves. Now watch this. You cannot give 
your experience with the Lord to somebody else. In other words, our character, our experience is non-transferable. You cannot share. You cannot give someone the power of experience. You can pray for them. You can encourage them. But they must experience God themselves. They must also have an encounter with Jesus Christ. They must also be imbued with the Holy Spirit. And we know what happened that when the foolish went out, that's the time when the bridegroom came. But, but check this out. Let me stay with me as we wrap it up in the next few minutes. Now, in this parable, the wise virgins had oil in their vessels or flasks with their lamps, and they, they burned, their light burned on dim. In other words, I've got to tell you something, that their lights never went out. But guess what? The foolish virgins, their lights not only became dim, but it went out because they had no more oil. Now, stay with me. We're, we're, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. Remember, all ten of them all started out together. All ten of them once had oil. All ten of them were preparing for the bridegroom to come. All ten of them were all in one place at one point in time. But it was the delay that was the decisive factor, the critical factor that, that identified the difference between someone who is abiding in Christ, who is being sustained by the Holy Spirit, and those who waver, those who are ill-prepared or unprepared, those who are not daily committing themselves, those who are not daily sacrificing themselves unto the Lord, those who are not daily surrendering themselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a big difference. Now, now watch this. It's interesting that their lights, the wise virgins, their lights never went out. It was undimmed. How is that possible? Their light remained consistent. Why? Because they had a fresh supply of oil. And when it was received, when, when, when the torch uh, was dipped in that oil and it was puffed up, guess what? It burns brighter at the end. In fact, there is intensified heat because when you, when you make a fresh dip in that oil, the flame is brighter at that moment. And so in this delay, in this time of delay, brothers and sisters, when there is darkness all around, we need a fresh supply of the Holy Spirit that can make his light through us burn brighter with intense heat and intense light so others can see Jesus in us and we can point them to the Savior of the world. So watch this now. Watch this as it continues. So the followers of Christ need, we need to shed light in the darkness of the world. Through the Holy Spirit, God's word is a light. You know the text in Psalm 119 verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Through the Holy Spirit, God's word is a light as it becomes a transforming power in the life of the receiver by implanting it in our hearts the principles of his word. The Holy Spirit develops in us the attributes of God, the light of his glory, his character, is to shine forth in his followers. Thus, we are to glorify God to lighten the path to the bridegroom's home, to the city of God, to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Check it out. Stay with me now. The coming 
of Jesus was at midnight. It was at the darkest hour the bridegroom was coming. So the coming of Christ will take place in the darkest period of the earth's history. The days of Noah and Lot picture the condition of the world just before the coming of the Son of Man. The scriptures pointing forward to the time declare that Satan will work with all power, with all deceivableness and unrighteousness. This is found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. His working is plainly revealed by the rapidly increasing darkness, the multitudinous errors, heresies, and delusions in these last days. Not only is the enemy of our souls leading the world captive, but his deceptions are leavening the professed churches of our Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest apostasy will develop into darkest darkness deep as midnight. To God's people, it will be a night of trial, a night of weeping, a night of persecution for the truth's sake. But out of the night of darkness, God's light will shine. Somebody has said that there is no such thing as darkness. Darkness is merely the absence of light. For example, when you walk into your home at, at the night or when it gets dark in your home and, and you can't see, you switch on the, the light by clicking the switch and there it is. Light comes on and the darkness immediately disappears. Now, this is just in the physical sense. Can you imagine in a, in, in a world, in our lives of spiritual and moral darkness, when the light of God's presence and power and glory shines, if we can flick a switch and the light comes on and the darkness disappears, can you imagine when we call upon Jesus and he illuminates our lives and he removes the darkness, he doesn't do it in one hour, he does it immediately, instantaneously, just like we put on the switch. So how much greater is God's power when we call upon him to shine his light because he declares, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of light. Life, John chapter 8, verse 12. So, watch this now. Second Corinthians 4, 6 says, He causes light to shine out of darkness. When the earth was a form and void, darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. So in the night of spiritual darkness, God's word goes forth, and the same creative word, the same creative power that declared, let there be light, God can declare, let there be light in this world, let there be light in your life, let there be light in your family, let there be light and may the darkness of the enemy be dispelled, not only for one time, but forever. God's word is powerful, mm -hmm. and he wants us to walk in the light as he is in the light. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. I'm going to share something with you. Just a few years ago, I had this beautiful uh, car. You know, I... You know, as, as as men, we all we all we like certain things, and one of those certain things are cars. But I realize that at the end of the day, all things belong to the Lord. We are just but stewards. But 
but I was a bit younger then, several years ago. And so, you know, I kind of like cars. And the, this car was a vintage car. This was a Toyota Celica or Celica. It was one of those sports cars. It was a two-door with the pop-up headlights. And, and it was a nice car. And I got a sweet deal. It wasn't brand new because I couldn't afford a brand new car. But I was able to get a good certified used one. And, and, and so when I, when I, when before buying the car, I checked it out, and I asked a couple of questions, and, and the dealer said, well, I want to I make sure that you understand that you need to consult with your owner's manual. It's in the glove compartment. You need to understand that there are certain requirements that this car has, first of which this is a high-performance car and, and, and vehicle. Uh, and, and the engine is, is a specialized engine. It doesn't take any regular oil. It takes very specialized, what we call synthetic oil. And it also takes premium or high-octane fuel in order to allow this car to experience its optimal performance. Uh, and so one time I, I, I was trying to save some money, and I, and, and I was putting in regular gas, and, and, and I, I couldn't afford the synthetic oil, and I realized uh, that my car wasn't performing the way it should. It wasn't, it wasn't driving as fast. It wasn't responsive. It wasn't giving me the acceleration and the speed, and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't revving as it was supposed to. So, so, so eventually I realized that, that I needed to change. I needed to consult with the owner's manual, so I made sure then I, I began now to change the oil. I put synthetic oil. Synthetic oil is a thicker oil. It's an oil that takes a little longer to break down, and it lasts a little longer. And then I started putting high octane, and, and high octane slowly began to improve the performance and even the efficiency of the vehicle in terms of its mileage and its power. And I realized that this is what I should have been doing from the beginning. And so I started to experience what the car was originally designed and manufactured to be, to perform at an optimal level with efficiency and with power and with acceleration. And so I said, i got to share this with somebody here today, that if you want to experience power and you want to experience efficiency, if you want to experience spiritual power and spiritual performance, you've got to be filled with high octane and, and the right oil, the Holy Spirit oil filling your engine, your heart, so that you can perform the way God originally and live for him the way God originally designed you to live. Somebody ought to say amen. Now, understand something as I wrap this thing up. As I wrap this thing up, here's a sad part of this story. Are you, are you there with me? Here's a sad part of this story. Uh, eventually, I, 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 a friend of mine needed a vehicle, and he was in desperate need. His car had broken down. And so, as, as any good friend, as I'm sure you would, uh, I decided because I had another used car, I, I didn't really need two at the time, so I said, let me give my friend uh, the car. But, but I decided to give my friend that Toyota Celica, I gave him my, my sports car, the other car, I had, and I was going to use that uh, for my driving, and the, the Toronto Celica was a nice car, but, but you know, I, I had two, and that was a little bit older, and I said, you know what, let me give a friend a car, because the other car I had to pay a little bit more for, so I said, look, I'm going to give him that car, because I had the other car for a longer time, so I told my friend, look, you've got to make sure that you change the oil regularly, and I forgot to mention that, because the car 
was a high-performance car and it was a little bit older, you had to make sure that the engine oil was always topped up because sometimes when it it's performing at that level, it burns a little bit oil. So you've got to put, ensure that you have some extra oil and change oil regularly. Long story short, in three months, I gave my friend a car, and one day he called me up, and he said the car doesn't work anymore. The engine seized. I said, what? Did you change the oil? He goes, no, I thought it was okay, and I, did, I didn't check it. I said, you never checked the oil, and you never topped up? He says, no, I, I was so busy with work. Long story short, the poor car had met its final day and died, all because the engine was not topped up with oil. It had become empty and it was so low, and the engine finally ceased. Can I talk to somebody? Brothers and sisters, we cannot afford in this time of delay to have our lives seized. We need to be filled. We need to be saturated with the oil of the Holy Spirit because there is a delay. The enemy will discourage us and seek to to make us uh, feel as if uh, we're not good enough and that we're not connected with God. But God says, if you ask me, I will give it to you. If you ask me, you will receive it. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. There's a day coming. Amos 8 verse 11 says that there will be a famine in the land, not of bread and water, but a pairing of the word of the Lord. Now is the time to receive God's word, brothers and sisters, in this time. I read this last quote. It says in, um, in Luke, I read it, verse 2, Isaiah chapter 60, verse 2. Behold, says the scripture, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. There is an oil crisis coming, but for God's people and those who are preparing, we should not experience an oil crisis. We know where the oil is at. We need to be filled and overflowing and, and point others where they can receive the oil of God's power and the Holy Spirit, the oil of gladness. My prayer is that each one of us will be preparing each day to ensure that we keep our lamps trimmed and burning because the bridegroom, though is delayed, is coming, is even at the doors. May God help us to this end that we will burn brightly each day as Jesus shines in us and shines through us because he is our light and our salvation. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.